If I could go back and do one thing differently when I was starting this podcast, I would have set up my online store right away. Because as this podcast began to grow and I had dreams of different products, the things that really held me back from starting that was like not knowing how to set up an online store, which is why I'm really excited to tell you about Shopify because Shopify makes this so easy and you do not have to be stuck in the how the heck do I have an online store stage like I was for years. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting or maybe you're about to make your one millionth sale. And you can sell anything. It could be meditation deck. It could be artisanal candles. Maybe you make dog bandanas. Whatever it is, Shopify has got you covered. Plus, it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which is amazing. Had Shopify existed when I started this podcast, it would have made my life so much easier. I wouldn't have been stuck and like frozen and not knowing how to start up an online store, which took me years to do because I just... I didn't know about Shopify yet. But thankfully, you can learn from my mistake and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga For You. I'm Kelly. And today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special uh, birthday freeform episode. So today I just wanted to take a little bit of time do some reflecting. Um, The podcast birthday is technically tomorrow. It'll be five years old. So I thought I would share five things that I've learned or five lessons that I've learned over the past five years of podcasting. So if you've made it to day six of birthday week, you know what's going on here. The giveaway, if you're listening today, it ends like tonight. I'll be announcing the winner tomorrow. Um, There's a live recording of tomorrow's meditation you can come to. Uh, yogafuonline.com slash birthday has all the details. Otherwise, let's dive in. Should we dive in? So I have five things that I learned. And then I thought it'd be fun to also share five things that I am dreaming of for the next five years or five things that I am, you know, welcoming in um, for the next five years as well. I thought that might just be like a special, fun little thing. So let's see. Let's just Should we just start? Let's just start from the beginning. Lesson number one, um, a big thing that I've learned is that building a business is like building a house. So what I mean by that, and now I tell a lot of people if they come to me and they say they're building a business or they want to start a podcast or whatever it is, it's like people want to start with, you know, the fun stuff like the interior design of the house or what furniture they're going to put in it. But really building a business is like building a house where you have to start with a plan and you have to start building the foundation. So there's so many people right now that are podcasting, which is amazing. I think it's so 
cool how different the podcasting landscape is now than when I first started Mindful in Minutes. Like my biggest struggle when I first started was people didn't know what a podcast was. They didn't understand what I was doing or how to listen to it or, you know, what app do I download? It was really that was the biggest hurdle was just teaching people what a podcast was and how they could listen to the meditations that I was putting out. And now there's so many people podcasting. There's this huge boom. And I think that's really, really, really cool. And there's so many people. um, Well, not so many people. I'm not, you know, I'm not that important, guys. But I do get a handful of people that are wanting to start a podcast or build a community or start a business. And they'll ask for advice or they'll ask, you know, what would I tell someone who's just starting out? And I always say, Building a business is like building a house. You have to start with the blueprint and build a foundation. So you need to have a plan. Now, granted, that plan can change, but you need to have a general plan in mind. And then you just have to start showing up every single day and laying bricks. It will be a slow burn. Um, I'm always suspicious of kind of these get rich quick schemes. And it's not to say that people don't start a podcast and then, you know, they do an episode and then it like blows up overnight. That absolutely happens. But that is not the majority of people. You have to work on building a strong foundation. You need to know where you're going. And, you know, you can't always start with, like, the fun, sexy stuff of, like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to put this kind of furniture. It's going to have this kind of an aesthetic. Like, you will absolutely get there. And this is something that I've really learned is that it's just about every single day showing up, laying more bricks and building that strong foundation. And if you have a strong foundation, then everything else will be much easier and the actual like house or business that you're building will be stronger and more sound. And a piece of this that I've been f- reflecting on a lot, because um, I feel like for the last five years I've been doing that, you know, show up every day and lay some bricks, build this house. But now I've been thinking, and this isn't me saying that I'm quitting podcasting, so don't panic. But um, also, I feel like you need to know at times when your house is complete or when a project is complete and it's time to just enjoy and live in that house. I saw this like TikTok the other day. And um, I don't know, it just kind of made me laugh because it was someone talking about, you know, how they've they were like, can we please just start normalizing like an average to like a mid level of success in life. And It's kind of made me chuckle a little bit because it's so true. I think that there's this whole thing ingrained in us of like shoot for the moon, like be number one, you know, bigger is better, always do more. And there's a piece of me that absolutely honors that. And there's a piece of me that's like, yeah, like, you know, I love mindful minutes. Like, wouldn't it be so cool if like just the world would wake up every morning and like meditate with me, which would absolutely be awesome and incredible. But I think there's also something to be said for practicing contentment and essentially just knowing, like, at what time can I take the foot off the gas, kind of coast a little bit and just enjoy the ride. So I've been thinking a lot about that in terms of this metaphor of like building a house of like, when do you know like a room in your house is complete? Or when can you just like move into this house and enjoy it? And there's been a piece of me that is exploring this idea of, again, you know, not like being like, okay, my house is complete, like this podcast is done. That's not it at all. But to really enjoy and look back on, you know, this thing that's been built and like this beautiful community that we have together and just enjoying this space and enjoying this time and just getting to write meditations, which I love and share them and teach 
and to, you know, not constantly be in lane brick mode all the time, but to kind of get to enjoy what has transpired over the last five years of doing this podcast. I've also been thinking a lot about how, you know, I am more than my business. And I use this as like the collective you, like you are more than your business. Um, I've been thinking a lot about how, you know, so much of my identity before I became a mother was my business. And a big part of my identity is still that. And then I became a mom and I struggled because I started doing less because, you know, I was keeping a tiny human alive. I started doing less. And, you know, if honestly, at the beginning, it made me feel like less. And I really had to look in the mirror at this of like, why is so much of my identity and my worth and my value tied to my ability to work? And this is not a like, you know, pro-working mom or con-working mom. I'll just, you know, I'll say it right here. I think every single parent, every single person, not just, you know, women, I think everyone, if when they become a parent or if they have any kind of big change in life, like I I think we need to all be a little nicer, a little less judgmental, and a little more supportive of just letting people make decisions that feel right for them and their family in whatever situation they're in. And I've been thinking about this a lot in motherhood and that every single person needs to do what feels right to them. So I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting, looking inward of like challenging my own beliefs of why do I feel so conflicted or like I'm somehow less than because I'm doing less than what I used to do in my business. And I recognize in myself, or I came to the conclusion in myself that I was just so used to being like this huge part of my identity was like all the things that I was doing. And I kind of had to reconcile like my own conflicting beliefs that I didn't even realize I held in my heart of like working versus not working or, you know, what I valued in myself. And I just, I really had to look inward and look at this and, and recognize that like, I am more than my business. I'm also a person. And there's a piece of me that, you know, I feel like I'd lost sight of that a little bit. And it was really easy to do because I love my business. I love what I do. I love this podcast. Like I call it my baby before babies because that's really what it was. And I love it so much. But I think sometimes, you know, it's it's easy to get wrapped up in motherhood and it's like your only identity is then being a mom. It's like you're also a person outside of these things. I'm a person outside of my business. I'm a person outside of being a mom. Like first and foremost, I'm just Kelly. And I've really been just thinking a lot about this and, you know, learning these lessons and how things change and they ebb and they flow. And it all boils down to, you know, when, when can you just practice contentment? And when do you, when do you accept that or allow yourself to just for small moments kind of coast? I think coast gets like a bad rap, like it means you're not trying, but that's not it. It's like, I don't think that we should always live in these two, you know, modes of like, it's either like foot all the way down on the gas pedal or not. And that if you aren't like actively accelerating, it's somehow bad. But having these kind of like accelerate, you know, coast, accelerate coast, like that's not a bad thing. Even a deceleration, if you feel like you're going too fast, you need to decelerate, like that's okay too. So uh, these, <laughs> this is all kind of wrapped up in just this one big lesson of like, 
For me, building a business or a new venture, it really is kind of like building a house and there will be different stages in building that house, not only show up every day and lay some bricks, but there will also be different stages of building this house and that you need to honor these different stages that are happening within you. And then that's led me to most recently be reflecting on, you know, who who am I or like where is my identity lying in, you know, my business, but also as a mother, but also as a person, like an individual outside of those things. And I've been having a struggle, but also a good amount of fun kind of rediscovering like, well, who is Kelly? Like, what do I like? Like, what what's my identity outside of these kind of, you know, almost two um, babies in a way of like my actual baby baby, baby pork chop, but then also, you know, my business baby. And what am I outside of that, too? And it's challenging, but it's also kind of fun and exciting to look at that. So that is a huge lesson I've learned over the last five years. The second one is that everything is temporary. So be present, be grateful, and be flexible. So it's absolutely okay to change your mind. This was hard for me sometimes. I find that change is challenging, especially for me in this like in the podcast landscape, every time I mix it up and I do something a little bit different, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, like what are people going to think? Are they going to hate it? Or am I going to get sassy emails? Like, you know, this isn't exact. – I'm not doing the podcast exactly the way that I was doing it five years ago. Five years ago, I didn't really do freeform episodes. I just did one meditation every week on Sundays. Well, I actually started on Mondays and then I switched to Sundays. And it's okay to change your mind. And this is something that that I've just been learning is that, you know, you guys know I love a good metaphor. So if we're back to, you know, driving the car, are we accelerating, are we decelerating, are we coasting? But also like you can change directions. You don't have to always be foot on the gas, eyes forward, moving like in the quote forward direction. It's okay to change your mind. Everything is temporary. Nothing will last forever. So the good will not last forever. The bad won't last forever. The awesome won't last forever. And I think that it's important to allow yourself to be present for these things because they're going to be temporary. So remembering that everything is temporary gives me comfort in the really hard days. And I do have really hard days, but it also helps me to be grateful for like the really incredible days. So like today as I'm recording this or tomorrow when we do like podcast birthday, like that's something that is so special and beautiful. And like I'm really proud and excited to hit this milestone. And that's so awesome, but it's also, it's temporary, right? Things can change and that's okay. So being present and grateful for the amazing things, recognizing that things are temporary. So something's like really special, try to enjoy it and be grateful for it. Not in a way of like, oh, I want to hold on to this forever because one day it'll be gone. Like not from a space of longing, but more of a space of like, wow, like this is, you know, the reality in this moment. And like I said, it this kind of mindset for me is helpful on the hard days, but it's also helpful on the good days too of like, you know, try to be present for it because it is, you know, temporary. And also, you know, everything is temporary, but but nothing is linear at the same time. So there's going to be ups and downs, not just in life, but also, you know, if you're building a business or you're taking on some kind of a venture like podcasting and trying to take your attachment out of certain things that you're doing and say, you know, the ups are good, the downs are bad, and the stagnant times are not good either. But just letting each experience be what it is and try to look at it objectively um, without judgment, I have found to be a really helpful tool and a really powerful lesson to apply not only in like my life and 
podcasting and my business, but also for me personally, um, is that everything is temporary and nothing is linear. And so just try to be present um, and witness and experience the moments for for what it is. Um, I also think about, you know, nothing is temporary or, you know, things are always changing, is that there's different kinds of changes. Sometimes you wake up overnight and something has changed. Like the first thing that comes in my um, uh, to mind for me is, of course, March of 2020, um, there was, I'm pretty sure I've shared this story, but I, the same week that lockdown happened, I found out I was pregnant. So I just came back from the Sedona retreat that I was doing, which I didn't know that was going to be like the last you know, this is the thing where we're like, oh, I don't know. Do you think like COVID's going to be a real thing or not? And I remember we were sitting at like a dinner just kind of talking about it, like, oh, what is this thing? And I came back and, you know, I was, I don't know, I was like, well, I don't know. I feel kind of, you know, funny and we've been trying to have a kid. And um, so I was like, I don't know. I'll just take a test, see what happens and, you know, peed on the stick. And immediately it was like, boom, you know, pregnant. And um and then a few days later, it was like the timeline was basically like found out I was pregnant and then like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. Like, it's finally happening. So excited. Like, whoa, like I'm going to be a mom, you know, mind blown. And then that led into then um, having to decide if I was going to cancel. I was doing quite a few um, trainings in the UK. So then going from that to then, you know, is this going to happen? And then having to make the decision a few days before ultimately we went into lockdown that maybe being pregnant and embarking on, um, which ended up being a good thing because I would have been stuck in the UK, which I love the UK, so definitely not a bad place to be stuck, but I would have been uh, pregnant, which in hindsight, I had a really hard pregnancy. Um, so I would have been in a country that you know, wasn't my own and in lockdown and it just yeah, like within like a 10-day span, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. And then, holy cow, you know, this thing is happening. COVID is happening. Oh, you know, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to, you know, I have to pull the plug last minute on like this huge event and, you know, let all of these people down and cancel on them. And then it was like, boom, lockdown. And then my husband, who was in residency, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and by the way, like you're going to be working in, you know, the ICU in the COVID unit. And it was just so much that it was like one of the wildest, like 10 days of my life as it was for so many people. So much unknown, a lot of fear, a lot of sadness, but also like a lot of joy. It's just, you know, I will I will always remember that like 10 day span because it was an insane one. And that's one of those instances where it's like change can literally happen overnight where you're just like all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is, you know, what are we going to do with this now? And I remember thinking that 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 might be the end for at least yoga for you, not, you know, mindful in minutes because that's something, you know, podcasting thankfully was very, you know, pandemic friendly. I sit alone in a closet and I make this thing. But in terms of like what yoga for you looked like, like the heart and soul of my business, because um, mindful in minutes hadn't really taken off at that point. Like I, I was like, oh my gosh, is this the end of it? And we were still single income and just being worried and being like, well, I'm pregnant and my, I think my business might go under and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm just having such a hard, you know, it was just really scary, but such a fluctuation of emotions. So there's those changes, but then there's also these gradual changes where sometimes you just wake up one day and it's like if you were running up a really gradual hill or walking up a really gradual hill and you didn't realize that you were at an incline or that you were gaining altitude until all of a sudden you're like, 
two miles up and you look behind you and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been climbing uphill this whole time. And you're like, how did I get here? And you can also have these really small gradual changes in life where it's like then one day you wake up and you're like, wow, this has been a slow gradual change over like two years. How did I get here? And this is just something that I've been reflecting on and that I've recognized, you know, through five years of podcasting is that sometimes change happens overnight. Sometimes it's a slow, gradual change. And just like, you know, everything is temporary, change is temporary too. And so trying to look at it objectively, you know, where's the lesson here? Or, you know, this is the reality of right now. So what are we going to do with the reality of right now? Um, is something that I've really had to wrap my head around over the last few years. Uh, the third lesson is you will never make everyone happy. So I think when I did my, when I turned 30 um, episode, I talked about, you know, being goat cheese. And I'm going to revisit that because this really is something that I've just had to really learn over the last five years is that you will never be able to make everyone happy. And this one still gets me sometimes. Like, as you guys know, I read reviews and some of my podcasting friends, they're like, nope, I don't read, read reviews anymore. I can't do it. It's not good for my mental health. And I get that. And sometimes I have, you know, moments where, you know, I need to take a break from it or whatever. But I still almost every week do read those reviews, mostly because, you know, by and large, the reviews that you guys are writing are so kind and so, you know, beautiful and like heartfelt. And like a lot of you share like what meditation has done for you in your life. And that, I mean, I truly, I get like emotional sometimes reading those not only because it's really special for me to read it because it's like I'm so humbled by the fact that you all let me be a part of your life and your meditation like you take your precious time and you listen to me and that means so much to me but also so many of the things that you write in those reviews like I can relate to that so much like meditation has been a lifeline for me in so many different times in my life that like hearing how it's been a lifeline for you too. Like I can relate to that so much. I do still read the reviews and the really special, beautiful ones, which are most of them. Like that's what keeps me going on the tough days because there are days where, and you know, it's not like, oh, boo-hoo, like, you know, try try doing this. It's so hard. Um, don't feel bad for me like that. But there are some days where I feel tired or I feel uninspired or, you know, sometimes a little negativity or maybe someone will say something that makes me second guess myself and I'm getting better at this but or there's just some days like sometimes I you know that good old depression creeps in and it's like it's hard to get out of bed and to do the stuff and to you know make the podcast episode but there's a handful of things even on the toughest days that like keep me going and it used to be Mila sweet precious Mila girl and she does it like I remember there was you know sometimes and this isn't you know, like a full-blown episode on like, you know, my mental health journey or darker times in my life. But, you know, even on really tough days where it's like, well, you know, like when I first moved to Missouri and I didn't have any friends and I left my family and my husband was in school all the time and I felt really kind of just helpless and I was definitely depressed at that time in hindsight. And But like Mila would keep me going. I was like, no, like Mila is counting on me and she – needs me to get up. She needs me to take her out. She needs me to give her love. She needs me to feed her. And like, she kept me going. And now I have Mila. I also have pork chop where it's like, nope, I, you know, this tiny little human, he's relying on me. So even on the really tough struggling days, 
at least for me, um, that's what keeps me going. And another thing that keeps me going is this podcast. And these tough days are very few and far in between. Um, but when they do show up, it's like, this is one of those things I'm like, nope, like this meditation, it's going out, you know, me and the mindfulness community, like we're going to meditate together. Um, sometimes, you know, honestly, that's when I whip out some of these um, meditations for sadness or depression. I just write from, you know, what's happening and what's in my heart and what I'm personally meditating on and working with. Um, but absolutely like, you know, gosh, it's so mushy and like, <laughs> like you guys keep me going on the hard days, but like you do, you do keep me going on the hard days because it's just, I, meditation has been such a lifeline in my life. And so when I read these things that you guys are sharing, the emails you send me and the reviews that you're leaving, like it means so much to me. And it just, on those tough days, it's like, nope, you know, Kelly, we're getting up. We are making this meditation. We're going to put our heart and soul into it. And we are releasing this episode of the podcast. It always makes me feel better. And if there are two things that are for certain in my life right now, it is that one, I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself. I end up feeding baby Poppy. And two, I do not have a lot of time. And even if I have aspirations of having these great balanced meals, sometimes I just do not have enough time to follow through on that, which is why I'm so happy that I have discovered Factor. And Factor makes these delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, they're never frozen, they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So they are perfect for me on those really busy mom days when both kids are going crazy, and they're perfect for my husband when he has long shifts at the hospital. He doesn't really get a meal break, so he can just pop one in the microwave, and it's ready in just two minutes. And I love that they are no fuss, no mess meals, and they're good. They're really good. Plus, you can customize your weekly meals with flexibility so you can get as much or as little as you need. We need different amounts on different weeks, and so this is perfect for us. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverage. So it really is just perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Yeah. But on the flip side, there are, of course, those reviews because you're not going to make everyone happy. So 95% of what I see is like just fuel for me of being like, no, no matter what, like we, you know, there's this beautiful community out there and like we're going to meditate together and it's really special. And then, of course, you know, you get people where it's like, I'm not their cup of tea or I've said it before, I'm goat cheese. Some people love it. Some people really don't. I happen to not like goat cheese. Can be a little bit divisive, and then some people who love goat cheese. And I've just learned, not just in podcasting or being a meditation teacher or a yoga teacher, just in general in life. For me, once I embraced, it was like you know what, no matter what I do, I won't be able to make everybody happy. I just have to do my best. And at the end of the day, like I'm the only one that has to go to bed at night and like look in the mirror at myself as I'm taking out my contacts and brushing my teeth before I go to bed and look at the person that I am and be like, I feel okay and I feel good about the person that I am. At the end of the day, I'm the only one that has to do that. No one else. And it's been really freeing for me, even though it's still hard. Of course, you know, I struggle. I'm kind of a soft person. Um, I write from the heart. 
my work comes from the heart. I try to keep my heart open. But I found that that also then sometimes the criticism or, you know, un, unkind or rude comments, they sting. Um, they stick with me for a little bit. Again, I'm working on it. But it's just I will never be able to make everybody happy in work life and podcasting life and my personal life. And that's been freeing for me is like, well, of course, like there's there's not a student for every or there is a student for every teacher and a teacher for every student, but not every student and every teacher are the right match. And I will not be the right teacher for everyone when it comes to meditation or really anything. And that's okay. That's a part of the process. Um, But absolutely, it's been really powerful and really freeing for me to recognize and start embracing. It's like I will never be able to make everyone happy. Like I just have to try my best. And I think a lot about, well, what would you do if like I already knew the outcome would be affected? So if I knew, okay, Kelly, you could write a podcast episode about whatever you want. You could write any meditation that you want. The outcome is going to be this no matter what you write. Like what would you write? And that's been freeing to me, too, of just like, you know, what does my heart actually have to say? What do I want to share? And, you know, I just have to, with my best intention, do the best that I can, which isn't always good enough. It's not always, you know, right or correct and not everyone's going to like it. Um, And that's just that's a part of life. And I have found that to be a really big humbling lesson that I've learned. I I. When I got into this, I really wanted people to like me. And yeah, I just, I, that was just important to me. I wanted people to like me. I think I felt like I didn't have a lot of friends. Like I, you know, not a lot of people necessarily liked me, felt a little misunderstood. And so when people didn't care for my podcast or didn't care for the way I was teaching this or that or whatever it is, that really stuck with me. That really hurt me. And I've had to wrap my head around of like, that's okay. Like, I am not going to be the right teacher for everyone. Now, granted, do I think that sometimes, you know, if you're going to go out of your way to take the time to write like a scathing one-star review on a meditation podcast, do you potentially maybe need more meditation in your life? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, I do think that what you put out in the world, like energy that you put, I'm not talking about constructive criticism, I'm talking just like, you know, not being kind. I do think what you put out like comes back to you and I, you know, but that's neither here nor there. But that's one of the biggest lessons. Like you will never be able to make everyone happy. And at the end of the day, like you're the only one that has to be okay with the person that you are and the choices that you're making and, you know, really reconciling that. And for me, returning to my meditation practice, turning inward, checking in with who I am, is this an alignment, Um, you know, reflecting on feedback, on criticism, reflecting on how I'm feeling about it, all of that has been a really useful and powerful tool for me. Uh, The fourth thing that I've learned is that community is so beautiful. So find your group, treat them like gold, ask them for help, give back. Like I've for a very long time when I was younger, I felt like a loner in a way. And I've talked about how, you know, I I was kind of the weird kid into like yoga and meditation before it was, you know, cool to be a young kid into those things. It used to not be cool. It was very like weird. And there was just so much going on in in my childhood or my teenage years and you know, just lots going on. And I was navigating, you know, my mom's cancer diagnosis, things like that. And it, it just, there are a lot of times where I felt more isolated. And I think I was really craving community. And the thing that's so interesting is that I really didn't start to build like really strong, deep 
connections with people and start to build a community until I finally allowed myself to be seen for who I was. And up until at least solidly like midway through my 20s, I felt like I often was showing up places being the person that people would quote like or trying to be the person that maybe people would like instead of just showing up as like who I am. And I've found that so many people connect with like who I am as a person and like I formed some really special beautiful connections and friendships and you know collaborations and support and this all happened once I finally stopped trying to be someone that I thought people would quote like and I just kind of let myself be seen for who I am and I don't know if it's a thing where then because I'm just kind of putting it out there and being who I am that then that's also attracting people that are either you know, that kind of vibe with that or what it is. But there was something to me that was always kind of a little bit soul-sucking of trying to be someone that people would like and be a people pleaser. And um, and it's been, you know, definitely an exercise in vulnerability of just navigating, just, you know, being me and trying to live from my true self and letting that be seen. That's hard and feels really vulnerable, but it's also been very freeing. And since I've started doing that, um, there's been a just a really I just feel really fortunate for the community that's around me, particularly the really wonderful, beautiful women that are around me. There's a handful of great men that are around me too, but I have you know there's a core group of women that come to mind, and you all know who you are if you're listening to this. Although I will say most of you, most of them do not, because there it's just you know. It's just different, like when you know someone so well and then to listen to their podcast or I have some good friends or friends that started as, you know, they've listened to the podcast, but then we meet in person or whatever it is. And then we become much closer and they realize that I'm a little bit like sillier and they're like, oh, it's so funny now, like to listen to your meditations, um, just knowing you and like having like silly times with you. But I just feel really grateful for this idea of community. And I think that I missed it for a really long time. And now that it's here, it's something that I honor and I cherish and I'm grateful for every single day. And also just, I try my best to be a good person. I also try my best to give back when I can. Um, I've Something that I'm really proud of just in the last year are the uh, the mini meditations that we do at the first of every month where then any, you know, revenue generated on that episode then gets donated to a different organization. And that's something that I want to continue to do. It's really important to me. It, you know, it feels really good, but it's also, it it makes me feel like it's at least something that I can do for people and for my community. And yeah, and I just, I feel really blessed by that. And I think, you know, what you put out into the world, you get back And I've also really thought a lot about how important community is, like with all of you and this beautiful Mindful in Minutes community. And it's really special, like when I get to meet some of you or, you know, DM on Instagram, like it's just so nice and really special for me to have people that have this shared love of meditation and like true self-work and share a thing that I love like we share it together and that's really special and it's unique like I never thought if you would go back like 20 years from now whatever 
12-year-old Kelly and been like, no, like one day you're going to have this like group of really special people and like you'll meditate together every week. And I never, my, I never would have believed it. That would have just sounded like a dream to me. And now it is a thing that's a reality. And like I, that's, that's when I kind of pinch myself and it's like, yes, everything is temporary. So like enjoying this right now, like the beauty of this moment or like the beauty of all of you and us like meditating together, us going on this journey together, like that's so special and beautiful. And if you would have told me, you know, 15, 20 years ago that this was a thing that would be happening in my life, I never would have believed you. Um, I would have thought that sounded incredible, um, but I didn't think that would ever be a reality. And so I try my best. Um, one of my favorite books, as you know, The Yamas and the Niyamas by Deborah Adele. And she says, you know, always be a forklift. Strive to lift people up. Um, it's something that I've, you know, tried to do for a long time. It's something I still try to do. I don't, you know, I'm not always successful. I'm human. Um, but trying to do that and doing that, you know, to my community and the people around me, the women around me, um, you know, being the person that says someone else's name in a room of opportunity trying to do things like that feels really good and I feel really blessed um, for the people that are around me right now in a you know in a on a friendship level but also on a professional level um, I have a very small team very small yoga for you team they're so amazing um, the women that are on that team like I feel really blessed to have them on the team as well um, and it's just yeah just something that I reflect on this community is so beautiful and you know give to it and yeah that's that. The fifth and final lesson that I've learned, although when I sat down to write this and like write down the lessons, I was like, oh, there's this and there's that and there's that. And there's that. I could have written like 50 lessons that I've learned. Um, these are just some of the big ones. But the fifth and final one is honor your soul and always trust your gut. So being able to connect to my true self, trusting my gut has been absolutely life changing over the last five years. Um you know, there's been a lot of times where I've been trying to figure out what do I want to do, which direction do I want to go, what do I want versus what do I feel like people want from me or what do people want to hear. Like using that connection to my true self, to my intuition as my internal compass to stay kind of on that due north path has been one of the most useful tools and powerful lessons that I've learned over the last five years. Time and time again, I have had this lifeline to trust, to fall back on. And I'm so glad that I've been doing this true self work, that I've been working on building this connection um, to my intuition, to my true self so that I can utilize it. Uh, and something that's, you know, as this podcast has gotten bigger is, of course, then there's more voices, there's more opinions, there's more suggestions, there's different opportunities. And remembering to check in on these things, on these opinions, and and to return to the true self and say, you know, does this ring true to me? Yes or no? And if the answer is yes, then I can pursue it. But if the answer is no, to recognize that that's someone's opinion, and it may be a good opinion or their valid opinion, but if it's not right for me or it's not right for this podcast or it's not right for my business or my family or whatever it is, um, then I need to honor what's true within. And that goes for, um, you know, critique, for criticism, um, but also for opportunity and um, accolades or whatever it is, just being able to, at times when I need it most, try to quiet the noise around and connect within and ask myself, like, is this in alignment? Yes or no. And to try to do 
things that do feel right and in alignment, like my soul and like who I am as a person, um, especially when I have a business and a uh, venture like this podcast that's so like heart-centered, um, staying connected to that is one of the biggest lessons, like how important that is and how useful that is. And I think a lot about, you know, the soul and things being, quote, like soul-sucking. And that's, for me, that's one of the biggest indicators. Like even when things are hard or they're challenging or they're a lot of work or they're not necessarily like pleasant, because of course there's aspects of everything. Even, you know, this podcast, there's some aspects that are more pleasant than others. But to me, it should never feel like soul-sucking. And if it does feel soul-sucking, like it's just draining my soul, draining the life out of me, then I know that it's not it's not an alignment. It's not right that I need to make some adjustments here and just always trusting your gut. Time and time again, a handful of times I haven't trusted my gut. I tried to logic my way out of what my gut was telling me. I have been burned and burned really badly. And yeah, that's it. I'll just leave it at that. Honor your soul. Trust your gut. Like I know that sounds cliche, but it's been essential. So those are five of the biggest lessons, but there's been a lot of big lessons that I have learned over the last five years and different ups and downs and the changes and navigating um, just life over the last few years. And then five things that I'm dreaming of or welcoming or however, I wasn't quite sure how to, you know, what to call this, but five things that I'm dreaming of for the next five years. Number one is releasing more control. So for any of my friends who like control, which I mean, who doesn't, isn't it just wouldn't it just be nice if you could just control everything and everything just went exactly how you imagined it would and you could just, you know, be hands-on like that? Um, you know, at at first, it can be easy. I'm thinking in the context of like when I first started this podcast, right? Like I did every single thing on my own. It was a small thing. It was this little seedling that I had planted and I wanted to do it all exactly, have control over every tiny little thing. But I'm coming to recognize that you cannot be good at everything and you are not good at everything. And there's some things that you cannot and never will be able to control, right? So even my you know, story of a wild 10 days, right? Pandemics, pregnancies, um, moving different places for someone's – like there's some things you just can't control. And finding a balance between controlling what is kind of – best controlled or supervised by you, but also releasing things that either A, are just completely out of your control, or B, someone else could be doing a better job at, this has been a game changer for me. And this is a lesson I've only been learning and I'm, you know, I'm currently learning it. I'm currently embracing it. So I'm wanting to do even more of that for the next five years of continuing to look objectively at like what I'm doing and what do I actually like what am I trying to control because it's like an ego thing or a pride thing or, you know, wanting to like just hold on to control because it brings me comfort? Like, what can I actually start releasing? And as I've been building a very small team of beautiful women that are taking on some aspects of my business for me and taking on some different roles, like hiring people that are better at some of these things than I am to do that, like letting people shine and thrive and what they do best and recognizing it's like there's definitely people out there that could be doing some of these things better than I am and, you know, bringing them on board and just even releasing even more control and being able to look objectively at where are my strengths and can I focus on those strengths and then release the things that aren't my strength and let someone where that is their strength kind of take over some of that or just, you know, what 
what can I really not control that I can kind of let go of this need to want to control it? I'm also dreaming of more time with my gal pals. So as I mentioned, I've recently, you know, recently in the last few years, but and and very recently, recently, been feeling so fulfilled in the presence of some truly amazing women. And I want to prioritize that time. I'm, I, you know, aren't we all like formed by like our middle school trauma? But I think that I didn't have a lot of really close like female friendships for a while, like some, and, but not like, not like what I feel like I have now in like adulthood. And I just, I don't know. I just, I love being in their presence. I find a lot of the women that are, you know, that I consider friends or that are my orbit right now to be really inspiring. And I want to start prioritizing, like spending some more time with them. And I'm just always dreaming of like really wonderful, beautiful, incredible happiness and like so much success for them too. So I'm not only like dreaming of spending some time and, you know, really honoring these close like female friendships that I have, but also like I dream like at night, like I you know, I just want them to like have the world and to be happy and to have like the most success ever. So I'm dreaming of all of that for them too. And I'm dreaming it for all of you guys as well. I just, I really truly, like it makes me so happy to see other people happy and to see people like thriving where they're at. Um, So not only for, you know, my gal pals, um, which I want to prioritize time with them, maybe in the next, you know, for the next five years, I want to look back and be like, you know, I really had some really special memories and special moments and like deep connections with these close people in my life. But also, you know, I, I can't wait to see all the wonderful things that happened to them and happened to all of you too. Like that, that makes me feel really happy when good things happen to other people. Uh, the third thing that I'm dreaming of is growing my family. I think a lot of these are kind of more personal than business related. And I think that through line is part of Um, you know, the lesson that I've learned of like, when is your house complete and shifting like my effort and my mindset of like not always having to feel like, okay, focusing on like build, 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 but like just continuing to do what I'm doing and what makes me happy and to just keep doing that and not reinventing the wheel and then creating some space to then maybe work on building a different house, right? Like building the motherhood house or building the friendship house. Um, Because you can't always be doing all the things all the time. So I am definitely dreaming of, you know, I hope when I do this episode again in five more years, which I would just be so blessed to do this again in in five more years. But I would hope that maybe Baby Porkchop would have like a sibling. Um, So that's something that I'm dreaming of. I have found motherhood to be such a challenge, but also so special and fulfilling. And I really like this new role that I've taken on. Uh, The fourth thing that I'm dreaming of is a growth in this community. So I am absolutely still dreaming of this Mindful Minutes community continuing to grow, to go to the next level. And I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun of dreaming. And I don't really have the answers right now, but dreaming of what like the next five years will look like because this community is so special to me. It's so beautiful. It has such a special place in my heart. And you know, I feel so lucky to have people that want to meditate with me or want to sit here and listen to my rambling thoughts in my tiny closet. And 
really every time I release a meditation, like it's always just my intention that it reaches the people that need it. And I hope that I can continue to reach even more people that need these meditations or that need to hear these messages for whatever reason. Um, I hope to continue to do that over the next five years and to have a growth in this community and to just I'm dreaming of like building a space where we can connect and share and like just be who we are and all continue to like connect to our true selves. So I don't exactly know what that's going to look like, but I'm also having fun not knowing and not having you know, that need to control and to say, okay, and then, and then this year I'm going to do this thing and then, and then it's going to be this and then it's going to be that. I'm kind of having fun, like not knowing and just knowing the general direction or like the intention that I'm setting of continued growth, but not always knowing exactly what that's going to look like. Um, But the door is always open for more people to walk into this community. Um, All are welcome over here at Mindful Minutes. Fifth and final thing is, and I know this is cheesy, it's low hanging fruit, but it's the truth is five more years of doing this like this is this really is a dream and it's been such a wild ride and I hope for five more years of it and and even more than that I never would have imagined just the journey of everything that's happened over the last five years and like I you know I'm I can only imagine what's going to happen for the next five years and I just hope to continue to be blessed um to get to do something that I absolutely love for my job. It's not just, you know, a fun thing that I get to do. Like it's also my job, which is like wild. And I feel so fortunate for that. So that's the fifth thing that I'm really dreaming of. Um, with that, now that I'm all in my feels, uh, thank you so much, not just for listening to this episode, but thank you for being here and being a part of this beautiful community. If I could like reach out through this microphone and give all of you like a hug and like personally write you a thank you note for being a part of all of this for birthday week, for being a part of the Mindful Minutes community, for letting me be a part of your meditation practice, for, you know, having this shared love of meditation and true self-work with me, um, I would. And I'm so grateful for all of you. And I hope that you're having the most beautiful, wonderful day. Thanks for having such a fun week with me. You guys are just the best. I love you all. Um, no, you know, question of the day or what's bringing, I mean, the thing that's bringing me joy is like all of this, just being able to sit down and like do this episode is so joyful for me. And, you know, I just shared a lot. You guys have heard me ramble on for, for enough now. So thank you for being here, sending you so much love. And maybe I'll see you tomorrow at the birthday party and live recording. If not, you will get to hear what um, is recorded during the party a little bit later on tomorrow when I release that meditation. So have a beautiful day.